Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm Ross. As I had no content until this morning, Gordon has the episode off. As you know, I co-host the Kelby One Community Live events, and on this past week's episode, we had a special guest, portrait and beauty photographer, Mr. Lenworth Johnson. He has a great style, and you should know about his work. So search him and have a look. One of our show's regular attendees and contributors, photographer Rodolfo Gerlando, inspired this episode, and for his idea, I'm incredibly grateful. A topic of conversation that was ongoing was the reluctance of many photographers to embrace flash. If a photographer doesn't see value in having or learning flash, it kind of makes sense to understand that reluctance. So in this episode, I'm going to offer a how-to for using flash outdoors that is both easy and game-changing in terms of the dynamism of your work. The kit requirements are very simple. You need a camera, a lens, a hot shoe mount flash, preferably one that speaks to your camera using TTL flash metering, a simple flash modifier, and your subject. Since many people say, well, I don't photograph people, I'm going to say that you can use this technique with flowers, critters, your pets, and even grandchildren. Funny enough, the words people and grandkids sometimes appear to mean different things. Have no grandchildren? Can't explain that. So let's get started. First, in your manual or via whatever method that you use, discover where the exposure compensation dial for existing slash ambient light is located. It could be a real physical dial, or it could be a button that you press while turning one of the multi-function dials we find on modern cameras. However your camera accomplishes this, that's all that matters. Figure it out. You want to learn how to set the ambient exposure, that is the existing light, to minus one, basically underexposing by one stop. Now, some cameras automatically couple ambient light compensation and flash exposure compensation. This is found in many Nikon cameras, and you want to decouple these two things. A quick internet search for your camera will reveal how to do this, or you can break open the manual and figure it out. Some cameras, such as those from Canon, don't couple these compensations, and that's really where you want to be, I'm going to say 95% of the time. Your next step is to mount your flash on the camera and set it to TTL mode. For your practice sessions, you're just going to turn the flash on and point it directly at your subject. Don't worry about harshness or anything like that. We're going to deal with that in a bit. Pick something that's static for practice so it's not wandering away and you don't get frustrated. Fill the frame to at least 60% with your subject. You want to keep the frame full as possible because you want that TTL flash metering to be accurate. Because you're bringing your own portable sun, set a nice low ISO. Let's say ISO 100. I'm going to suggest that you set your camera's mode to shutter preferred. Some manufacturers call this S, some call it TV. It depends on the camera. And then choose a shutter speed to match whatever your camera's flash synchronization speed is. 
This is typically somewhere around 1 250th of a second, but your manual can tell you, or your camera may set it automatically once the flash is mounted and turned on. Now go back to that exposure compensation setting and set the exposure compensation for existing light to minus one. Again, one stop underexposed. Now turn the flash on, frame your subject, focus and shoot. If you follow these instructions, the exposure on your subject is going to look great and the background is going to be subtly darker. This will make your subject pop out and increase the dimensionality of your photographs. If the subject appears a bit too bright, odds are pretty good that you're not filling enough of the frame with the subject. This is all part of learning and practicing the axiom that the name of the game is to fill the frame. So tighten up on the subject. If you feel that this requires you to get too physically close, use a longer focal length lens. This really is simplicity itself. Practice your technique so you feel comfortable. This could take three shots or 20 shots. The number doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is building your confidence in how to do the job. Now you're ready to make some amazing images. You're going to make a modification to the flash. Now you're going to tilt the head up and you're going to use some type of bounce card. There are 8 zillion bounce cards in the marketplace. You do not have to spend a fortune. It could be something as simple as something that just Velcros to the head of the flash and that's flexible. The Rogue flash benders are inexpensive and they do a great job. The idea is to make the size of the source larger. That's a given whenever we're using light of any kind. Bigger the source, softer the light. It's really simple. Now that you've got that done, get down to the level of your subject or up to the level of your subject. What this gives you is a more personal perspective and also allows for a greater depth in your background. These are two key elements to your success. Now start making shots. Contrary to common misunderstanding, flash does not damage the eyes of children or critters, especially if you're more than a few feet away. Remember that TTL flash is not going to be any brighter than the existing light anyway. It's basically like being in normal light. Now for clarification, this is not fill flash. This is something different. This is you taking control of the light and managing it. The flash becomes the dominant source when the existing or ambient light becomes the fill. You could call it ambient fill if you wish. All great pet photographers do this, and the same can be said for great children's photographers. The idea is to get a sharp, clear exposure of the subject with great color and to diminish the background brightness. By getting it right in the camera, you eliminate hours futzing around in post-processing and you're going to end up with better images because the color of that flash, that color temperature, is going to render those colors beautifully. If this sounds incredibly simple, well, it's because it is incredibly simple. Because that's all there is to it. My thanks again to my friend Rodolfo for the inspiration for this episode. You rock, man. 
If you shop at BNH Photo Video, please do so through the link on the main page. It costs you nothing to do this, and it pays me a small commission. I'm Ross Chevalier, and until next time, peace.